Hello, and welcome to the Tea with Tresetta podcast. I invite you to join me each week where I'll share the training, encouragement, and answers you need to be successful in your purpose, as well as interview some awesome women of faith walking fully in their God-given purpose through entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Tresetta Alexander, faith-based business coach and founder of Sister Spotters. I believe you can be wildly successful without competing or compromising your beliefs. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to Tea with Tresetta. Tonight I'm going to be sharing with you about the five distractions or the five most common distractions that you'll experience on your way to your purpose or on your purpose journey and how you can avoid them. But before we dive in to our topic today, I want to share with you a few quick announcements. Got quite a few things coming up here in the next few weeks and I wanted to share those with you. First of all, uh, this coming Friday, June the 19th, I will be speaking at the L3 or Ladies Learning to Lead annual conference on networking. I am I do plan to record that so hopefully I'll get an opportunity to to do that so that I can share with you all some clips or maybe even the full recording of that message because I think it's something that's really important because I'm talking about networking and the title of my message is Squad Goals and being that I am the founder of Sister Spotters, I want to make sure that I encourage others to build a strong system of support. And that's really what networking is all about, is meeting people and getting people into your circle who can encourage and support you along your purpose journey, as well as you do the same for them. And so that's really important. Um, secondly, I am reopening enrollment for sisters for the Sister Spotters Inner, Inner Circle membership program on July 1st. So in the next few, um, in the next couple of weeks, you'll be hearing me talk a lot about the open enrollment period. I don't want to get too deep into that tonight, but just know that that is coming. And then last last two things that I want to share before we start diving in tonight is on June 29th. So Saturday, June 29th, by the time this actually goes live on my podcast channel, um, it will be the upcoming Saturday. But Saturday, June 29th is the She Tea 2019 Women's Wellness Conference. And Sister Spotters, Tresetta Alexander Industries, we are a sponsor of this event for the second time. Um, had an amazing time last year and my first time attending in 2017 um, as just an attendee. And the event is gets better and better every single year and it grows every single year. And so I want you to go to Eventbrite. If you're interested in an attending this conference you want to get your ticket now because there are all i checked before i went live there's only 30 seats remaining so 
If you have not already gotten your ticket, you definitely want to head over to Eventbrite, do a search for She Tea um, 2019. You can just do a search for She Tea and it'll pull it up, but it's the She Tea 2019 Women's Wellness Conference, and there's only 30 seats remaining. So if you've been on the fence, now's the time for you to go ahead and make that purchase, get your ticket. And the last event that I want to share with you is I have teamed up with Anika Wilson of Nobody Greater LLC, and we are doing a conference, the Women of Impact Conference here in Tallahassee on August the 17th. It'll be at the Four Points Sheraton downtown. I am super excited about that. And I will drop the link if you're in uh, tickets are available now. There are some speaker. We are still looking for a few speakers. Uh, there are also some vendor opportunities available. So I will drop the link to the conference um, registration page where you can go and find out more information about it and sign up to as an attendee or uh, apply to be a speaker as well as also for those vendor spots. So I will drop that in the comments a little later um, in the broadcast. So now that we've got all that housekeeping stuff out of the way, I want to dive into again to our topic tonight, which is be careful of distractions. And as I always do, this is tea with Trisetta. And so I want to know what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking, I'm trying a new tea tonight. This is peppermint lemon. I love lemon tea. You know, I was I was on a roll for a while where I was drinking lemon lemon lift on our broadcast. And um, I go through my phases where I'm on peppermint. So a natural combo would be for me to try the peppermint lemon. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. And I am drinking it in my You Go Girl Temple Fit mug from last year's She Tea. So I just got through talking about how tickets are on sale or running low. So if you want your ticket, grab it now. Mm. Okay, that's really good. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. I have prolong the time too long. All right. So tonight, again, I'm talking about being careful of distractions. And this is going to be a part kind of just teaching, life teaching, but it's really going to be based on the scriptures. And I don't want to, I'm not going to actually pull out um, my Bible tonight and actually read the scriptures because we would be here for a really long time if I read all this out because I'm coming from the book of Nehemiah. It's really the first six, first six chapters of Nehemiah. And for time's sake, I don't want to read it. But I do encourage you to go back and read the first six chapters of Nehemiah so you can get the entire context of what I'm sharing tonight. And just for a little backstory, before I actually get into the five distractions that I want to share tonight, let me just give you a little bit of the background. So Nehemiah is the cupbearer to the king, and this is an extremely important role. You might think that a cup, uh, oh, he's the cupbearer, 
he's just a servant, that that's not really, that it's kind of a menial role, but that's actually not true. The cupbearer was the one who brought drinks and food to the king and he had to taste whatever it was that was being brought to the king to make sure that it wasn't poison so that the king, you know, if the king wouldn't eat or drink anything that was deadly. And um, so as the cupbearer, if he had some, if he drank or ate whatever it was and it was poison, the cupbearer would drop dead rather than the king and the kingdom would be safe. So this was an extremely important role, a very trusted role. And the reason why I'm going so deep into this is because the king in this particular case has a very significant role to play in Nehemiah's purpose. So as the book opens up, Nehemiah gets word about what is going on in Jerusalem. And at this time, Jerusalem had been completely destroyed. It had been burned. The walls had been broken down and burned to the ground. So, and the people who were there was just a small remnant and they were not doing well. It was a really, really challenging time for, for Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And when Nehemiah heard this, when he got this report, he felt such a burden for his homeland. He felt such a burden for the country that he was born in and came from. So much so that he ended up going into prayer and fasting to find out from the Lord what to do about it because it, the burden was so heavy on him. And he ended up praying for about five months before we hear anything else about it. And about five months later, he goes, he goes before the king. And as he goes before the king, he is, hi, Mary, welcome in. Um, he, as he goes before the king, he is sad, right? His, it says that he, his countenance was um, what his countenance was sad. And the king was like, what, what's wrong with you? He had never been sad in the king's presence before. And so the king asked him, he's like, what's wrong with you? You're not sick. So what's going on? And Nehemiah asked the king, uh, or tells the king what is going on, what the state of Jerusalem is and how he feels this burden to go to his homeland and help to rebuild the walls of the city to help rebuild Jerusalem. And the king gives him permission to leave so that he can go and fulfill this mission that he feels called to, as well as provides him with letters to give safe, safe passage. He also gives him supplies to do the work that he feels called to do as what, And then again, he also sends with him um, part of his army. He sends with him horsemen along the journey. So the king provides him with a great deal of the resources that he needs to fulfill this vision that he feels or this mission that he feels called to fulfill, this burden that he has for his homeland. So in our terms, what we would say is this is essentially Nehemiah's purpose, right? So he gets this burning desire after hearing about what has happened to his homeland. He gets this burning desire to go back and re help to rebuild the city. 
and rebuild the walls. And you might call it a purpose, you might call it an assignment, you might call it a calling, a ministry, whatever you wanna call it. This is what Nehemiah felt led to do. And one of the things that I really like about what Nehemiah did is I told you, he prayed for five months. Once he first got this vision or he this burden fell upon his heart, he didn't immediately go out and do something. He went to the Lord, right? He went to the Lord about that. And I share this all the time. Clarity comes from within, not without. And that within is, is tapping into the spirit of the Lord that is in us, right? Um, he even said, you hear in, um, he, we get a little glimpse into what he prayed to God about. And one of the things it says is that what God put in my heart to do, right? So through this time of prayer, through this time of fasting, the Lord gives him a vision. And so that clarity on what to do, how to handle the situation came from God. It came from him looking inward to the spirit of the Lord that was in him in order to go forward in what he felt called to do. And so if you are struggling with, I don't want to necessarily get too deep into this, but if you're struggling with what your purpose is or what your calling is, you don't need to look without for that. You, that is something that you go within. You go directly to God, go directly to the spirit of the Lord that is on the inside of you to gain the clarity that you need in order to move forward in the purpose. Because it is God who gives the desire, it is God who gives the vision, and it is God who gives the provision for the vision. So go to the source, go within, not without, um, if you're struggling with what your purpose is. And so again, so Nehemiah prays, he gets instruction and goes before the king and asks for this leave, asks for these different resources so that he can go forth and do the things that do what God has called him to do. And as soon as Nehemiah starts in his journey, word gets out that he is planning to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And the very first distraction that comes up is people are going to laugh at your plan or your idea. That's the very first distraction. And this comes from the second chapter of Nehemiah versus, um, now I, I don't even recognize, know what I wrote in my notes here. This doesn't make sense. I wrote verses nine, 19 through two. That doesn't make sense. Um, but anyway, so in the it might have been it might be 21 or 20. Okay, so Nehemiah chapter 2. Let's go with verse 19, 20, 19 and 20. But um what happens is Sambalat and his crew gets word that Nehemiah is planning on rebuilding the wall. And he they begin to mock him. They begin to laugh at him. And that is what's going to happen. A lot of times when you start sharing what you are feeling called by God to do, when you start sharing your idea, um, people will laugh at you. They're going to think you're crazy. They're like, there's no way that you can do that. Oh, all of a sudden you're going to go from whatever you're currently doing to something completely different. People will laugh. 
And that is a distraction. That is a trick of the enemy to get you to second guess what God has called you to do. It is designed to get you to stop. It is designed to get you to doubt what you know that God is calling you to do. It is designed to stop and distract you. So you have to remember when that happens that it is God who will prosper your work, not people, right? It's not, it's not people who are going to prosper prosper your work. It is God. Now, God will use people to bring you the resources. He will also use people to come alongside you, but it is not prospered through people. It is prospered by the Lord. And so when people, when you start sharing what it is you feel called to do, when you start sharing your business idea or whatever your plan plan is, do not allow people to distract you when they laugh or they mock what you're saying, because that's exactly what it is. It is a distraction. So the number one distraction is people will laugh at your plan or idea, but you are doing a great work. You cannot come down. You cannot stop what you are doing because of people mocking you. The second uh, distraction is people will get angry with you or at you because of what you are doing. And this really stems from a mindset, a jealousy. Like a lot of times it's be, people become, they're angry because they're jealous of whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and this comes from the fourth chapter of Nehemiah verses one through three. And so what happens is, Sam, um, again, Sam Ballot and his crew um, find out that progress is being made on the building of the wall and it makes them angry because they think that um, Nehemiah is going to try and become king and like overthrow them. And so they start getting angry. They think that they're, they feel threatened, right? And when people feel threatened, um, or jealous, that's really what, what it is, is jealousy, they will attack. And just because someone is angry with what you're doing or doesn't agree with what you're doing doesn't mean that you stop. In fact, that's probably an indication that you're doing exactly what you need to do because we are not, I've said this before, we are not intended to be people who are just passive. We are intended to be disruptors. We are the ones who are to bring the standard, to raise a standard in this world. As God's people, we are we are not supposed to be living the status quo. We are supposed to call people higher. We're supposed to call them to the standard of God. And so when you are doing that, it is naturally going to upset some people because they um, darkness does not like light. It doesn't because it reveals their heart. And so people are naturally going to get angry with you and possibly even try and attack what it is that you're doing because it bothers them. Your brightness, your light, your um, good does not, or it shines too brightly on their evil ways or simple ways or their darkness, whatever the case may be, however you want to look at it. So don't allow someone's anger, someone's frustration to stop you from 
doing what it is that you're doing. You are doing a great work. You cannot come down. Um, distraction number three is people will try to sabotage you. And um, in this particular, um, this comes from Nehemiah 4 verses 7 and 8. And what happens is Sambalat, um, again, and his people real um, get, they figure out that there's more progress being made. Um, the, the wall is starting to be, um, the gaps are starting to be filled where um, there's no gates on, no gates on the wall, but the wall is almost complete. And so now what they want to do is sabotage the work. And that's what's gonna happen um, for you. This is another distraction. People will try to sabotage you. They will start rumors, they will start lies. Um, they will try to do things to trick trip you up. Um, the people will talk about you. There are all kinds of things that people will do to try and sabotage your work. And what I love about um, what I love about what Nehemiah did is that he didn't allow it to stop him and the rest of um, the people from working on the wall. All they did was. They took up swords. The scripture says that they took up swords. They continued the work, but they had a sword with them. They had a sword in their hand. And what is our sword? We don't walk around with um, actual physical swords nowadays, but we do have the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. And so that is what we are supposed to take up. So when people are trying to sabotage us, we don't have to fight that. The, the scripture says the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. So we don't necessarily, we don't have to fight. When people try to sabotage our work, we don't have to try to defend ourselves. What we need to do is take up the sword of the spirit. We need to take up the word of God and use the word of God against them because it is the Lord who is going to fight for us. It is the Lord's battle. It is not ours. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And so we don't have to try and go and um, save our name. We don't have to try and um, right the wrong that they're saying about us. What we need to do is focus on doing the thing that we are called to do and allow God to fight that for us. I remember there was a time where um, I, the a company I worked for, I had a situation where um, I had to share a computer with, um, I had, I was sharing an office with someone and we had to share a computer. I use the computer much more often than the other person because of the nature of my job. Um, but every now and then she needed to use it. And I had stepped out of the office, um, because someone, a friend of mine had come by to visit and I stepped outside to go talk to her. And when I stepped outside, I logged off of the computer so that it wasn't, I didn't just leave it up. Well, when I came back inside, I heard this yelling. And by the time I got back to my office, the lady that I shared the office with was just like, all of a sudden she turned to me and she started pointing her finger at me and like just yelling at me saying that I locked her out of the computer. And I was so taken aback by it that I didn't say anything. I, I, I was just shocked. And so I literally couldn't say any, I didn't say anything. And later on, um, the next day we ended up both being called into a meeting with 
um, our with our supervisor and I ended up in the room before she got there. They had called me in a few minutes before her and they commended me for not saying anything, for not trying to defend my defend myself and for keeping my cool with this woman yelling at me and pointing her finger in my face about me, about me, quote unquote, locking her out of the computer. Well, she had her own login. She could get in herself. She just didn't know how. She wasn't, she was older and just really was not very good on computers. And so my point is, I didn't have to say anything. I didn't have to defend myself. I just kept quiet and it all worked out because they saw that I was not the issue, but that the other person was the issue. And so that's just one example of how God will fight for you. He will reveal what's really going on. If, but you have to stay out of it. You don't need to jump in the middle of all the mess. Just trust that God will fight for you. And I promise you, God can fight way better than you can. He can get people way better than you can. So you just stay out of it. Let God do his part and you continue doing the work that you were called to do. You are doing a great job work. You cannot come down from your work to be involved and get involved in silliness and um, a whole bunch of mess. So just let God fight for you while you continue to do what he called you to do. Okay. Um, distraction number four is that, um, and I kind of, I kind of touched on this already. I got a little bit ahead of myself. Um, distraction number four is that people will spread lies and rumors about you. Um, they want to taint the spirit of your work. They want to taint the heart of your work. Um, and this comes from chapter six, uh, verses looks like four, four through seven. I can't read my own notes y'all. Um, but people will spread lies and rumors about you because they want to taint the work that you're doing. They want to um, make it seem like you are, um, you're not on the up and up. And so then it kind of puts this cloud over the work that you're doing. And again, going back to what I was just sharing a moment ago, Allow God to handle that. You don't have to defend yourself. Um, and a lot of times other people, people who know you well, other people will defend you so you don't have to. I know we've had um, situations even in our ministry where people have said things about my husband and I and our members have defended us, have come to and say, no, that's not them. That's not the way they are. So other people will defend you. The Lord will defend your name. You don't have to worry about that. You just keep doing the work that God called you to do. Keep walking in your purpose. Keep walking in your calling. Keep walking in your ministry. Keep doing the work because you are doing a great work. You cannot come down to be bothered with what other people are doing. Just keep um, doing the work. That <laughs> just made me think about Dory on Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. That's what you do. Just keep on working. Keep on swimming. Don't allow um, yourself to be distracted by rumors and lies that people may try to say about you. 
And then the fifth distraction, the last distraction that I want to talk about is that people will try to assassinate you for your work. And not necessarily in in the this particular scripture or in this particular passage, um, they really did, they sought after Nehemiah's life. You may not necessarily have someone actually seeking your life, but what they will try to do is kill your progress. So they will try to do things to keep you from making progress in your purpose. Right. And that's what, you know, that's what the enemy wants to do. Right. He comes to kill, to steal and destroy. That's what he does. And so um, in this particular case, they sent uh, word trying to, you know, say that the people that Sambalat was sending someone to assassinate Nehemiah and wanted him to hide, um, go and hide in the church. And Nehemiah was like, you know what? I they know where I am, you know, I'm do. I'm still doing, I'm doing what God's called me to do. I'm not worried about them. I'm protected by the Lord. And that plot didn't, um, it didn't come to pass. It didn't, it didn't happen because Nehemiah kept doing what he felt called of God to do. Remember he said, remember I said earlier, he said what God put in his heart to do. So whatever it is that God has called you to do, no matter what, keep on doing what you feel called to do. Don't allow other people to keep you from or to distract you from what you're doing. So I want to go back through these again, the five distractions. Um, number one, people will laugh at your plan or your, your idea. But um, again, it's just a distraction. Distraction number two is people will get angry. They will be jealous of you because of the call that you have on your life um, people will try to sabotage you they will try to um, do things to keep you from being um, for progressing in the thing that you are called to do all you have to but for you just take up your sword take up the word of God and you will be able to continue um, people you will be able to continue on in your purpose distraction number four was that people will spread lies and rumors about you to try and taint the heart or the spirit of your work. But again, you are doing a great work. You cannot come down. And distraction number five was people will try to assassinate you for your work. Basically, not necessarily that they want to kill you, but they want to kill your progress. They don't want you to actually achieve the thing that you are purposed to do. But all of these are distractions and you are doing a great work. The thing that God called you to do is a great work. And you cannot stop because someone else is not happy with your progress. You cannot stop because someone is angry at you for what you're doing. You cannot stop because someone is jealous. You cannot stop just because someone thinks your idea is ridiculous. Keep pushing through. If God put it in your heart to do, he has also given you the provision. He has given you every resource that you need in order to carry it out. And the enemy does not want you to do that because anything that we do, anything that God gives us to do is a direct threat to his kingdom. And so that's why he fights us so hard in the thing that we were purposed to do. So when you, as you are going through your purpose journey, Yes, you're going to have some situations where things come up that um, are unpleasant, right? I mean, it's not pleasant when you hear people talking about you. It's hurtful. 
Um, it is also upsetting when people laugh at when you get this brilliant idea and people don't understand you or they laugh at you and they mock you and they make fun of you because of the thing that you desire to do. But if God put it in your heart to do, I promise you it is 100% worth it for you to actually keep going down that path and doing the thing that he has called you to do because there is so much joy so much abundance on the other side of that and people need you when me when the people not just nehemiah but when he and all the people when they were finally able to finish the wall and start rebuilding the city that um the city of god it was a beautiful thing and it brought so much joy it brought so much prosperity back to the people and not only Nehemiah but to the people so when you fulfill your call it is not only a blessing to you but it's a blessing to the people who your purpose serves so be careful of the distractions of the wicked one don't allow them to stop you on your journey to your purpose because you are doing a great work and I don't want you to come down off your wall of purpose to be to entertain any of these distractions. That's all I have for you tonight. If this has been a blessing to you, I really want to encourage you to um, subscribe to the podcast. I, you know, I record these live inside the Kingdom Purpose Pursuers Facebook group, but I also then turn around and use these recordings on the Tea with Trisetta podcast. So if you ever miss the recordings, you can subscribe to the podcast. So you can listen to them on um, iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor FM, pretty much any place that you listen to podcasts, you can grab hold of that. So you can carry the Tea with Trisetta um, podcast with you wherever you go. Also share Share this, if this has been a blessing to you, share it with someone else who you think would be blessed by it. That's all for tonight. And I will catch you next week on Tea with Trisetta. Good night, everyone.